Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerchmadel Gnayas. Also, success in Yashmarim Lishav and Avakadev Lishav, Eben Lishav, Shepherd Lishav, Rena Makavatava, Basha, Rafushalim, Roshambi, Amin, Havdan, Mazar, and all the soldiers and hostages, may Hashem create a miracle and they should come home. Please share and rate the podcast. Uh, we have a few a few seats. I don't even know if there's any more. And the Palm Beach event, I posted on the on the WhatsApp group. And that is going to be next Shabbat, next next weekend. We're going to talk about the lesson 250, and we're going to talk about the importance of crying out, that crying out to God brings redemption, okay? And, you know, if you would go to a psychologist, I don't think a psychologist or a psychiatrist will ever tell you, hey, by the way, you got to cry out to God. <laughs> like, I don't think that would ever be the prescription. It would be, you know, Zant, it would be Prozac, it would be, you know, some some kind of you know SSRI, some kind of whatever. But the, the bottom line is nobody's getting you, nobody's getting you to the tachlis. And I and I've seen situations. And again, in my personal life, when I tell when I recognize my in, inability to save myself, inability creator of the world, I have zero ability to save myself, no chance. And I cry out to God, and that's when usually things things get resolved. And I know why because it's this, the when you go into the Shema, when you go into the name of surrender, you know, God sometimes has, what he does is he has to take everything away from you. So you surrender. Because if you still got something, you won't surrender. So the whole point of sometimes things have to get really bad. And he has to really take away your knowledge. And then, then you'll surrender. Then you'll get everything. And we say, that, we say this in the verse, Me'ayin yavoizri, from where will my help come from? It will come from ayin, me'ayin. When I go to Ayin, when I go to surrender, that's where my help will come from. It's in the verse. It's, fun, it's funny. Imagine like in the same verse that you're saying, where's my help going to come from? When you go into the concept of Ayin. Ayin in, in, Ayin in Hebrew means uh, from where, from where, from where will my salvation come? Or what do I know? When we say, what do I know? You're actually saying, you're connecting to the name of God, name Ma. So where and what are both two, na- two concepts, like when you recognize your inability. That means the key to get our prayers answered today is not our kavanot, is not our intention, it's our humility. And what is the humility? It's our humility to recognize we have no, we have no, we have no ability to save ourselves if it's not for our, our higher power. So this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says here, that crying out is necessary when a person is in, is in a constricted consciousness that he does not have any sense of other. Because, again, what he, the, the, the concept is that there's always a, a, a makif. Makif in Hebrew means an, an intellect that's above you, a halo of consciousness that's always above us. We all have a halo of consciousness that's above us that all of a sudden, but it's not internalized. It's not internalized. It's external, right? We, we gave the analogy of just like the baby is in, in, is in the stomach, but it's not out. So... The crying out, the pains, causes the pain, the, 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 the baby to be revealed. The same thing we're not saying here, that the crying out, the cry allows for the attainment of a certain level of das, or holy knowledge. Redemption, whether on a personal or national level, is dependent upon having some kind of das. So either you're going to get, either you're going to change the way you look at your problem, through 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 studying through books etc. That's the the nice way approach. Or through wisdom, through growing wisdom, or you're going to physically have to cry out to God and ask Him to help you because you 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 won't understand. You don't understand anything, and that what that does 
is if the intention and the in, in, in the intention is right, then he will reveal to you. Reb Nachman always spoke about he spoke about many times that the one hour a day you could be broken hearted, but the rest of the day you should be joyful. That means there's one hour that you should have a broken heart, right? Somebody there was a video that somebody used my my name on a video. Some famous rabbi. Thank God I didn't. I, he says I didn't make his blacklist, which oh, thank God I didn't make your blacklist. So he didn't. He didn't agree with the comment that 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 Rab Nachman says that I always say. You always have to love yourself no matter what you did, because if not, the dangers of going in this generation of dangers of being too self-critical and going into a depression is worse than anything than 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 the the approach that people today, you know, you, you, the fear approach. It doesn't work today. It just doesn't work. I mean. <laughs> If you tell your kid, if you don't do this, you're going to get, you're going to, I'm not going to talk, they'll, they'll leave the house. Do you understand? It's not the approach today. You have to use self-love and you have, because we're not in the generation that can handle uh, that, 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 that anymore. So he didn't agree with me, which I couldn't care less, but at least I didn't make his, I didn't make his blacklist. So I'm actually very happy. I didn't make your blacklist. Who are you to even come up with a blacklist anyway? Like at the end of the day, God's the one making the blacklist, not you making blacklists. So, anyway, the whole point is that the exile, and Rav Nachman says this very clearly, the exile, all exile, every problem that we're going through, at the root, is due to a lack of sufficient dot or spiritual awareness. Okay? That is the, that is the problem. Okay? It really comes down to that. And we... we we pretty much had four classes on this concept. It's because you're not seeing the, you're not seeing the whole picture. And, and examples of that would be like we gave the other week. Remember, your businesses are just decoys to channel money through. God wants to channel blessings through. They're not. Everything's passing through us, not because of us. The lack of awareness is saying everything is because of me. Of course, you have to create a proper decoy. You have to create a business. You have to create success to be successful. But you are not the cause of it. That is, if you make that little flip in your brain, that is the biggest game changer I've had this year. Through you, not because of you. So it, it, it's, it's okay. To, it, and also, it teaches also, don't be too unrealistic and thinking that all of a sudden, you know, you, you're going to sit, read all day and expect the money to come to you and success to come. That's not going to happen either. Because God does not like to change nature. He does not like to alter nature. does not want to alter nature. Does, he doesn't like open miracles. Forgot who said this. Many sages, many people, many sages have said this. So we do have to go through this world, and we do have to go through situations. But at the end of the day, your thoughts cannot be. It's because of me. It's coming through me. That is. That was to me. I think the biggest game changer of the year that I heard. And that was just a major, major, major change of consciousness, etc. So at the end of the day, if you're successful or not, either you build a bigger decoy, or get out of the way. Stop being so controlling. It's not. It's it's pretty much that. Either get out of the way, build the, the you're too controlling, or build a bigger decoy. Maybe you don't believe in the. You don't have a decoy for it to be blessed. And many people actually reach out to me. He says you're right. I don't. Have, I don't have a decoy. You know, I'm cutting grass and I'm expecting you know to be a million. It's not going to happen unless you create that that situation. So Reb Nachman's telling us here that the the, the root issue. And he says in Lesson 250, all suffering and afflictions are duly only due to a lack of thought. Everything we go through, it's not the situation, it's the way we're viewing the situation. For somebody who has that, 
and so knows that everything is from divine providence, experiences no affliction and feels no suffering at all. As Job says, God has given and God has taken. Now, what, when, do we, when do we do this? We do this, when do we connect the dot? Dot also represents water. So the first thing you have to do when you wake up in the morning is really wash your hands. Because washing is washing your hands represents dot. So washing represents, is you're cleaning out your hands. You're, re, you're, you're reminding your, your hands, hey, it's not your hands. It's coming, it's, it's dot. Clean, cleanse yourself of this divine, of, of living in a world of, of teva, living in a world of nature. Cleanse yourself of this mindset that, that, it, that, that it, bring dot in your life, bring knowledge into your life. This is, again, why in the mornings it's specifically important. We, we, we listen to a podcast, we listen to positive things, because what are we doing? We're infusing dot. We're infusing dot into our lives. Even if some of us are lucky, we could even do his bodhidut before. But the, the whole purpose is, is, is the, the reason why we're stuck. Is, is, there's a reason why we're stuck sometimes. is because the, the, the problem that you have in your life and your level of knowledge is just not there. For example, you're a third grader and you want to understand the fourth grade. It's just not there. You're just not getting it. So God forces you to cry out to Him, and then He will infuse you with knowledge of the fourth grade. Now you could tell me, how in the world can I cry out and get knowledge? Many of us, have, we could see that we've gotten answers to questions where, where, where we were doing, even Albert Einstein. He says he got, he got the biggest insights in the shower. So there's, there's a clear message here that it's not that, that, that you're, you're lacking intelligence, you're lack, it's just you're not letting the information in. And the way you in, in let the information in is by crying out. This is the advantage of doing his bodhidut. This is the advantage of calling, trying, calling out to God. You're crying out. You're crying out and you're understanding that you, you're just not understanding the issue. It's the, it's the salvation is there. It's just not, it's not revealed to you. That's, that's the main concept. And this is exactly what the whole fight was in Egypt. The whole fight was in Egypt. As they told Moshe, get out of the way. We don't want to deal with you. They're fighting with him the whole thing because Moshe represented the, 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 the waters of consciousness. Moshe represented consciousness. So what did they want to do? They purposely said, and where does most consciousness come from? Usually it comes to the males first. What did they do? Drown the males. Drown the males. Make people weak-minded. Make people depend on nature only. So what happens? You will have no nation, because if you don't if you don't have people that are that are conscious, that are that are that are bringing light into the world, then every, everything is full of darkness. And then what happens when everything's full of darkness? Then we attribute everything absolutely to nature, and that is that is that is a problem because that is the root of the exile. Because then that's where we focus on just doctors, lawyers, um, you know, dating apps to save us. Uh, economies, Wall Streets, we're, we're stuck on the, on nature, we're stuck, we don't, we don't have the divine province, we don't have the guidance, so we feel stuck, we feel stuck, you feel stuck in life, you feel like you know, what, what's going on, it's because you're not looking at it the right way, that is, it's exactly, this is pretty much mirroring exactly what we spoke about, with the, the Rashab's work that we spoke about, it's, it's all due to a lack of that. So this whole thing that we're reading about Egypt and the ten plagues, and, and this is your life. Don't think this is just a, a history channel. You know, you're reading about the, you know, the frogs and the, and the lights and, and these cute little things that you're reading. No, this is your life. You are in this, you are reliving this all the time. You are reliving this exile and you are trying to be free from exile. You are, this is happening all the time. 
being in, being single is you're in exile. You're trying to be free. You're trying to be free to become to to to, to obviously get out of exile. And this is exactly what the Egyptians wanted to do. They wanted to, to they wanted to do what? They wanted to drown out. But what happens? They didn't under, they didn't recognize when they when they threw those babies in the water, they actually cried out to God. And the crying out is what saved them. They didn't know that Paro underestimated the power of a Jewish cry. He, he underestimated the power of a cry. And he didn't understand that a person can, can be saved just by crying out to God. This is an amazing concept. So you have to ask yourself, like we said many times, the, the, the trouble in your life is bringing you to crying out. It's not about the situation. It's about your, your intellect is concealed. I have seen this in my life a thousand times. When I cry out, is the salvation. When I think I got it in the bag, I can't even, I don't even know how to, I won't even be able to do the simplest things. But when I cry out, when I cry out, so you have to be, again, the whole concept of, of, of this exile is, 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 is because we think, this, I'm going to be there forever, nothing's going to change, and I'm stuck to nature. That is suffering. That is suffering. This also explains our current and long bitter exile. It all stems from a lack of das, a concealment of intellect. This is why all kinds of weird troubles are falling us, God forbid. On a personal and national level, it is to awaken us to cry out to God. I mean, this is, again, this is written 250 years ago. You, you would figure this is just written last, you know, yesterday's newsline. What is happening here is that we're not seeing the big picture. To each according to our standard. That's why if you don't even, if you don't have a, if you don't even have a set time to do his bodhidut, I have no idea how you're going to get out of your problems in life. I have no idea. I have no idea how you're going to get even the awareness of what the problem is. Because sometimes what we think the problem is not the problem. Sometimes we think this is the problem. At the end of the day, we fix that. Oh, that's not the problem, is it? It's the bottom line is crying out allows new awareness to come in. That's why you, your action should, be, should outdo your study. It means if you want to get a raise in life, you have to outdo your paycheck. We have a very different mentality today. Barely do nothing and I want to get paid more. Right? That's the society today, right? It's before it used to be poco dinero, mucho trabajo, poco dinero. It means a lot of work, low money. Now it's no work and I want a lot of money. It's called inflation, it's called this. That, that, that's what the society today is. It's the opposite. When you get to a point where you get into bittel, and you get into, because again, the more crying out, the more the surrender comes, the more the light of salvation comes to you. That's all, what, all this process is. And this is exactly why God puts us in such a tough situation. Because he, he has to get you to a point, if you're just living on a C, you have to get to the F in order to get to the A. C is not going to do it. C is cutting you off. So things have to get so bad in life or in your situation, you have to go on so many bad dates and those bad dates are actually great for you because it forces you to say, oh my God, I have nothing. I cannot rely on, on J-Swipe. I cannot rely on my matchmaker. I cannot rely on, 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 on this person because before you were relying on people. You were relying on an app. Avodah Zara. Evil idol worshiping. You're relying on your matchmaker is going to save you. Who will hire the best match? Yes, you have to hire a good one. But he is not saving you. He's not saving you. She's not saving you. You get it? They're just, they're just decoys. Then, 
then you get to seven. When you when you understand that, all of the Israel, all of Israel's cries are actually listen to this very powerful concept. He's saying here that the, the the cries that you give are, are stand in the place of the cries of the divine presence, because technically, we should be walking around in this world and the, and the, our temple's not built and we're in, we're in exile. We shouldn't be that that. We should be a little. We should have a little pain that we're in exile. I don't know if that anybody bothers by exile today. You know, back then we used to ask, you asked, used to ask the guy, "Wow, Mashiach, let Mashiach come. Can he come? Like I'm going to Aspen first. I'm going to Passover, Mexico. You think he can come like in July, maybe? Because on those two weeks, I'm, I'm not doing anything. You know, <laughs> can, he, can he come between? You know, before you used to hear Mashiach coming seven, eight years ago. Eh? Let him come. Let him just okay after the vacation, after the summer. But now, I don't care if you're you're on a seventy-five foot yacht or seventy or seven hundred fifty foot yacht. <laughs> you're begging for Mashiach to come. I don't care how big your house is because you can't take it anymore. You understand? It's not. It's not a matter of of oh, oh I have money. I but yes, I have money. I have all this, but I, I have no mental health. I have no sanity in my life, and that's the consciousness in the air. By the way. That there's not that much permanent sanity that we have. And of course, if you work on yourself, you get more than others. But if you don't work on yourself, it's just complete chaos out there. It's, if it, everything's chaos. <laughs> it just seems to be everything's chaotic lately. The simplest things just become extremely chaotic. But we should be upset that the temple's not here closer. And it should bother us. So that is the problem. So when you cry out and you're in a situation of, dis- of duress and stress in your life, you are actually being partners with God in crying out. So what happens? That actually brings the salvation. Why? Because all of Israel's cries stand in the cries of the Shekhinah, causing the birth of the intellect, causing the birth. Remember, when you cry out, you're giving birth to, your, to the intellect. The, the salvation is coming. For the first redemption from Egypt and the final redemption we hope for will be through the concept of Moshe. That. So again, crying out to you makes you smarter because you're surrendering to a much bigger picture and you're going to get the the salvation of what's happening in your life. The unknown will be known to you. So that happens by literally humbling yourself, not by being so smart. It's not a brain thing. It's a hard thing. Right? And, what, and, and how, how it is, what, what comes after the cry? The new awareness. And what is the new awareness? The concept of Moshe. And what is Moshe? The concept of consciousness, of seeing the situation completely different. You understand? In truth, all pro- I'm trying to explain this, this teaching. It's a, it's a very, it's, a, it's, a, it's not easy to understand, but I'm trying to bring it as, as practical as possible. In truth, all difficulties that we're going through, all stem because we have not been able to see the proper consciousness in the, in the, in the issue. Even the difficulties, we, can over, we, we can't overcome it just by intellect. We have to overcome it only by crying out. Therefore, when the Jewish people suffer greatly from the lack of that, this was, was basically because this is why Moshe didn't want to deal with them. Because you know, what, did Moshe, what did Moshe say? They're not going to listen to me anyway. What's the point? So God forced them. Moshe knew they weren't going to listen to him. So Moshe didn't want to take the mission because he didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't want to be let down 
or according to his, but he, he, that's what, what did Moshe say? Please God, send somebody else. And it's also, when you're dealing with people who are not listening to you, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Get me somebody else to do it. I, I can't, I don't have, the, I don't have, they're not going to listen to me. The most frustrating thing is, is giving people good advice and not, them not listening to you. Why? Because they're not getting the proper awareness. It's the most frustrating thing. Why? Because uh, I don't have time to listen. Uh, I don't have the head to pray. I don't have, this is the answers they're giving you. So what do you do? Like Moshe said, go send somebody else. You need somebody else. You need somebody else. He couldn't do it until he, God told him, you have to do it. So this is where, you know, I, I always say the people who should be listening to my classes are the ones not listening to them. That's the part. The ones that are listening to them, they're just getting stronger. But the ones that are not listening are the ones that should be listening to the classes. And again, why are people not listening? Because they think they know everything. Right. Or, or because they don't have the head for it. But exactly, because you're acting, you understand the problem? Because you're reacting the way you're reacting is why you don't have the head for it. <laughs> because you're exhausted cutting the tree with a dull knife, and you're exhausted, and you don't have the head to, to sharpen it, that's why you're exhausted. So you understand? It's, it's, it's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's exactly, because you're so distracted, I'm so, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I can't focus. So, so imagine telling people, focus. No, I can't focus because I'm distracted. But <laughs> that's why you need, that's why you're so, you're, you're so heavy. And that is where we have to constantly, um, we, we have to f- constantly fight this and we have to constantly cry out. <coughs> Nobody's telling you to be an angel. Nobody's telling you to, to it, God is only asking you to, to admit to your, your inability to save yourself. Your inability to save yourself, admit that you, you have no chance to save yourself. Unless God saves you. And you could be stubborn in your Hizbodidut and you could tell God, I'm not leaving here until I get an answer because, very simple, you told us very simple, anything spiritual, you have to give it to you. I have, you have to give it to me. Physical, he doesn't have to give it to you because that's where the counting happens in life. Maybe you don't merit it. Maybe what you get is not good for you at the time. Maybe you don't have the proper decoy. doesn't have to give it to you all the time. But spiritual... 100% he has to give it to you. Why does he have to give it to you? Things? Why does he have to give you things spiritual? It's because it's a need in heaven also. Heaven benefits if you're more spiritual. Heaven benefits if you walk around with more trust in God. So he has to give it to you. <laughs> so you could actually be very, very demanding and say, creator of the world, if I don't have a munah, I cannot survive anymore. You need, to give me a, you need to give me faith in my life. If I don't have trust in God, I can never make a decision in my life. I can never make a decision. And you have to give it to me. You have to empower me with strength. He will give it to you. He has to give it to you. Because he's, he created you with, with infinite divine, but you have to ask for it. It's just not going to come to you on TikTok. You know, nothing's going to come to you just like that. You, don't, you can't download it. There's nothing to download. A doctor can't subscribe it to you. You understand? It's purposely made where you will get confused and stuck Unre and the purpose. It's made like that. Now, if you understand it, thank God we have Rabbi Nachman, thank God we have our, our sages, then we just do what we need to do. We cry out, we get out in the field, we get out and we start screaming. We start screaming for help. And then you will get help. And that's why he clearly says, first faith, then knowledge. Faith comes before knowledge. And the, and, and the greatness of all of this is what he says. Rabbi Nachman says, 
when you come to faith, you'll understand why things are happening on a rational level. If you're trying to understand things first on a rational level and then come to faith second, you will be stuck. But if you first come to the state of, of, understand, of faith first, then rationally you will understand things. So first emunah, then yedida. First emunah, then yedida. How do we know this? Black and white. The beginning of a Jewish day is dark first. Darkness precedes the day. Always like that. The Gemara says, the darkness always precedes the day. The darkness is in your life. What do you do at Shema? You close your eyes. Then the light is revealed to you. Today, we, that's why the word, without emuna, you don't get the knowledge. Only when you have faith, then the knowledge comes afterwards. Not the opposite. The world says, no, I need to prove it to me. I'm not submitting myself. I'm not exposing myself. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to have the risk of failure. I'm not doing it. Okay? You're not? Figure it out yourself. Or I will submit to a much bigger plan. I will have a Muna. And then I will figure out why things happened. And I can promise you, if, we, if you ask yourself this question, in your life, you went through these similar situations. And you, what got you out of it? Ask yourself, what got you out of it? I don't have you. Ask yourself, don't ask me. What do I know? I know nothing. Ask yourself, what got you out of it? And every trial in my life, I don't remember the last time that I, I got out of something without first going into faith. And then I was, it was revealed to me why I had to go through that situation. That's how it works. First faith, then revelation. Revelation does not come before faith. So again, if you have a hard time with pain, with faith, you're going to have a hard time with pain. You're going to have a hard time with everything. Because you, there's no... The pay, the, we, can, we will never be able to turn the page. You ever, you ever meet people? I went, again, every, every Wednesday I do my recovery center. I speak to 150 people every Wednesday. Why are we not turning the page? How do we turn the page to our lives? When's the next chapter going to come? When's the next chapter going to come in our lives? Only when we believe that that chapter happened to happen for the best. Otherwise, this is your life. An open book. You're still in chapter 22 your whole life. That's it. And you're talking to this therapist about chapter 22. You're talking to your mother about chapter 22. All your, all your life is chapter 22. Would you want me in chapter 22? Or you want to get to chapter 23? Turn the page. And that is, that is submitting to a much bigger plan. If you can't do it on a practical level, like Rab Nachman says, sing joy and, and then, then, then cry out for it. Cry out, I'm lost, I'm confused. If you need a little help with this, you, you should, there's a, there's a great book called The 50th Gate by Rav Natan. And those are, it's called Lekutei Tefilas. It's called the prayers. So he basically, what he does is he takes a Torah, takes a Torah lesson, and he brings it out into, into words. He expresses the Torah lesson into words. So we just talk about, God, please save me from, from a world of nature. Save me from thinking that I know everything. Save me from how many times do I know you know, I, there's a, there's a, actually there's a prayer that I say every single day, almost every single day. I can, I can show it to you. It's one of my favorite pr- prayers that I, I remind myself every day because sometimes we, we, we get very confused in life. And here's the prayer. Master of the world, I know this only from a distance. This is, exa- this is an example of Rav Natan's prayer. 
Master of the world, I know this only from a distance, for I am no more than an animal than a man, and I lack human understanding. If David, Solomon, and the greatest of the earliest sages, elevated men, truly said that they don't know anything, how could I know something? I am, I am filled, my mind is confused only because I've, I have not cleansed the spirit of foolishness that comes to me every single time I have a sin. Because remember, after we sin, you do get a gift. It's called confusion. Confusion, fogginess, lost. There's always a gift after a sin. But just like after you get angry, what comes after? Uh, three hours of a cortisol. There's always a gift that comes, right? It's never clarity you, you get. My intellect confuses me so greatly that I need to constantly force myself to remember that I don't know anything at all. How many times do I forget this? Even when I remind myself, do I realize this? If each individual will understand this, it would know that the ultimate truth, that a person that knows nothing at all, then nothing in the world would have the power to cast him down or unsettle him. Every person would individually strengthen himself forever and ever. That means the only reason why I'm down in the first place is because I think I know something. It's because I know better. I think this is bad. Or this situation is good. Or this situation is bad. Or this situation is terrible. At the end of the day, I don't know anything. If I, re- if I understood that this is actually the greatest thing, this would actually be for my benefit. So we have to constantly remind myself, ourselves when, we, when we're in a bad state, we have to recognize we don't know anything. It could be, this could be a gift. This could be a gift. This could be a situation, etc. Guide me, teach me, so that I will truly know that I know nothing at all. And what, what this means is not to be ignorant. What this means is that the, the more you know, the more you recognize you know nothing. So it's, not, it's, it's higher levels to, to come to a level that you know nothing. May I do everything that is truly that I want to occupy myself with enthusiasm. Please, Hashem, let me not get stuck. Let me not get stuck in my own, in my own intellect. May I not be distracted by, by my cleverness, by my sophistication. And let me recognize, I'm shorting up the prayer. But he goes five pages about this over and over. I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. Because when you really recognize that you could, at the end of the day, you could be giving the wrong meaning to something, then that allows you to be more engaged in that situation. So that this is extremely important. That when you are in any situation, you should, if you are not crying out some kind during the week, remember, not complaining. Complaining doesn't do anything. Complaining just makes the situation worse. Complaining, all you're doing with complaining is giving energy to, to a negative situation. That's all you're doing. It's not, no, we're not saying complaining. We're saying crying out out of, out of nothingness. What do I know, God? Help me. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm lost. I'm confused. My intellect is constantly guiding me the wrong way. Help me. And most importantly, save me. Save me from relying on a human being for salvation, God forbid. You save me. That's the worst curse of all of everyone. The Pasuk says, when a person who trusts in man, he will be cursed. A person who trusts in God, he will be saved. Save me from being cursed. Save me from this illusion that people are in charge of my livelihood. That people are in charge of my safety. People. This is the, this is the, this is the ultimate lack of that. Lack of consciousness. This is the ultimate greatest way to get stuck in life. It's only you that could save me. And let me put my hands only into you. So that is the that is so when you do that, you feel empowered, you feel relief, and you let go, and you let God 
And that's the key. So you feel, you feel empowered. You feel like you've done what you have to do. It's no, you, no, you no longer have to worry about the, the, the results. You no longer have to, to, to worry about anything else. Because you, you spoke your peace. You, you casted your burden onto heaven. And you let go. And you made space for a miracle. So again, cast your peace. Cast your burden onto God. Speak your peace. Cast your burden onto God. And let go of the rest. And sit and wait for salvation with a smile. That is the instructions. That is the instructions. I know that people, you tell this to people, they feel like they got a concussion. What? What do you mean? I'm going to let go and, and get my cast. My, what am I going to, how can I worry? I can't do that. I can't. Like, like, like David Hawkins was giving a lecture one time and to, to a bunch of people. And she, the lady couldn't handle, let go. She couldn't, she, what am I, I'm afraid to let go. She says, what do you think? You're going to just disappear? You're going to die because you let go? Because <laughs> you, you just surrendered so much, that's it. You poof, poof, it's gone. You're gone. No, it's, uh, the whole purpose of surrendering is creating more and more space. More surrender, more space. The more you surrender, the more space there is for miracles to come to you or, or new things to come to you, right? Just like, you know, you, you have a situation in your house where you, you ordered something very, very big and the door does not fit. <laughs> There's no space to bring the item into the house. You understand? There's no space. It's the problem with us. We, the ego, what does the ego do? It creates blockages, doesn't allow space. It says it knows everything. It says it narrows perspective. We need to create space, a lot of space, a lot of openness. And we do this by surrendering constantly. And, and, and the crying out is the beginning of this process. Crying out is the beginning of the process. Crying out is the key. That is the key first. Then you, you do the rest. Have a great day. Bye.